0: john chapter 14 verses 15 through 18 we see this amazing moment where jesus is talking to his followers and saying hey guess what i'm going to go to be with the father but i'm not going to leave you comfortless I'm going to send you the helper. I'm going to send you Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit, that Greek word for helper there is the word paraclete. And it's one that comes alongside, right? To help you in your process or to help you in the moment that you are in.
1: Yeah. And then later we see again uh in acts chapter 2 where this reference is made but they go into the upper room and they're praying and they all get on one accord and here is where we see holy spirit descends and he moves like fire upon them yeah
0: yeah and what they said was in acts chapter 2 verse 1 it says this when the day of pentecost had fully come yeah well you got to understand about pentecost Penti, we get the word 50. You get the penty, um is really defined as 50 and we're talking 50 days from the resurrection of Christ. 50 days from the resurrection of Christ to this moment of fulfillment when Holy Spirit is released into the lives of the believers. When they received Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 in the upper room as they were waiting on the promise, 120 of them gathered, right? As they're sitting there and they get filled with the Holy Spirit, something special happened in those moments. Where they were being charged to have language and not just the tongues that they begin to speak but they begin to speak tongues and the bible says this that the people around all heard their different languages yeah. so it wasn't just them praying in the spirit and edifying themselves the people that were around begin to hear their language spoken by people that didn't know their language
1: yeah and so today we celebrate as believers and as churches across america what is really a holiday traditionally pentecost was a cause for celebrations, dinners, and even school being canceled in reference to this special holiday. And so it's more than just speaking in tongues. It's more than just your preference. This is biblical. This is the birth of the Christian church.
0: It's the birth of the Christian church to speak the language of those that are around us, right? Holy Spirit giving us language so we can affect culture and we can bring change. This is it.
1: And so that same language is what we see here thousands of years later manifesting in countries and in cities and states and places and people in their heart of what literally was prophesied and then came to life on the pages that we read about. And now we have historical places that we literally can mark on the map were revival and exactly what happened in acts 2 happened here in the earth and we get to walk those places and experience that powerful history
0: yeah i remember um when i was 18 years old that i was brought to this very spot Mm. called bonnie Bray house and i was brought to this spot because i was told hey you gotta learn about what happened to the power of the holy ghost in america in the world yeah so we come to this spot and uh i spent some time in prayer here hours in prayer um seeking god and a matter of fact i was late for picking you up from work we were dating back i
1: remember <laughs> those hours of prayer. Amen. and i worked a night shift and you left me over off of western at 10 o'clock at night oh thank Amen. you for
0: sharing yeah. so i mean i was in there an hour i thought i was in there an hour i was supposed to go in to pray for an hour yeah i was in there seven and it felt like i had only been in there one yeah. and uh because of what had happened in this particular spot But what happened, I remember then telling me the story here about how um, a one-eyed man named William Seymour, how he was 34 years old and was kind of going on a journey of learning. And he learned from a guy named Charles Parham, who began to teach about the power of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost now. And then uh, William, he was at that time, a part of a holiness church who didn't really believe and the holy ghost
1: we still have those churches yeah those churches still exist
0: yeah they're around and not all of them necessarily holiness right but (laughs) but they don't believe the holy ghost is moving today right and so they go he gets that knowledge comes back to what he thought he was about to start a church in the holiness movement they rejected him they didn't want him yeah they didn't want him at all and so he comes to this spot the asbury's opened up their home and they begin to gather together here, praying, worshiping God, and beginning to teach. Even at that time, he himself wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost yet. Mm. It wasn't until- Which was so interesting
1: because people, um, I think sometimes will be so critical of a thing, but when you keep your heart open, Even if you haven't yet experienced, you can still be the conduit through which God wants to move if we remain open and we remain committed to the scriptures. So what he learned is what he believed and he waited until it manifested in his life.
0: Yeah, when he got here, all kind of miraculous things happened. There was a lady who had never played the piano before, who sat at the piano, the Holy Spirit began to move and she played classically on the piano. All kinds of supernatural moments happen inside of this group gathering together and just believing that if God did that in Acts 2, what could he do with another group of people inside of here? Yeah.
1: And And what started as such a small group of people birth out of him following the Bible and not being wanted wow. for following what he saw written and what he saw as a promise to us, what seemed like was going to be this small, weird, yeah. kooky thing grew yeah. and it grew and grew and people spilled out into the streets as far as the eye could see. And one of the things that, um, because I wasn't as familiar with it um, until we. We really began to press into this history this rich history of our yeah. place of growing up um was the story of it getting so big that the porch collapsed wow. think about the work that we're doing yeah. To fill churches and all of the marketing and (laughs) all of the flyers and all the social media posts. That stuff didn't get these people here. Wow. But the power of the Holy Ghost got enough people in this place (laughs) to literally collapse the foundation. That is power. Yeah, yeah. That is what it's all about. And not conjuring it up, but being real and authentic, committed to the move of the Holy Ghost.
0: Following the biblical pattern yeah just following the biblical pattern and not coming up or making stuff up but just doing it as Jesus did and we could transform the world and the truth is that as they gathered here that as they prayed inside of the house and they were believing God for all kinds of miracles that's when the healing started breaking out people who were having all kinds of sicknesses started reporting the fact that they are now healed because Holy Spirit was released in this spot. What it reminds me of is that God can and will bless locations. Yeah. He'll bless locations, right? He'll move upon a spot. It was amazing to me as I prayed in here that I could sense as soon as I walked into Bonnie Berry House, I could sense the tangible presence of Holy Spirit. Like he, it was like obvious, like this spot like there's still something that, that's still in the floors, if you will. There's still something that's still in this space of Holy Spirit and what he did and what he desires to do, even in people today.
1: And eventually this spot couldn't hold it. No. And so they set their eyes to be able to hold more people. And this was actually one of the first diverse movements. People will attribute this just because of the nationality of William Seymour, and then they will attribute it to African-Americans, but this was not an African-American movement. And what people have to realize is that way more than the churches in this area were able to, they were pulling people of different nationalities coming together before we glorified the melting pot or the diversity of churches, which we call this modern movement. This looked like heaven. And why? because it was built
0: on x2 and i love this it, it was it moved out of the rat race of let's grow to be the biggest thing it was just like let's spend time with holy spirit yeah like i'm good with that right we want to build churches that affect culture we want to build people that that reach everyone and that reaches the masses but it's just it's just was about spending time with holy spirit and then it was birthed from there people would not know revival and they wouldn't know pentecost or the move of Holy Spirit if William Seymour and that group had not went into this small house and believed God that he'll do it again.
1: And as they grew, they set their eyes on their next location. And now the revival had to find a new home. Yeah. And they moved not too far from where they were. But they moved to what, and to me, this kind of stuff blows my mind. I mean, obviously God is amazing, but they moved to what was a barn and when i think about the birth of jesus and the fact that the only place they could find
0: yeah watch your tongue was a stable right
1: and <laughs> this is where this movement moved yeah. to so much so that they had a fly problem mm-hmm. and there were flies everywhere yeah. but the new home was this barn warehouse undeveloped yeah. eight dollars in rent a month eight do- located- can they bring that back
0: I'll (laughs) take it. I'll take it. $8 a month in
1: rent location and it just kept growing. It just kept growing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And when they were here, it really showed there was anywhere between 300 and 1,500 people that were gathering inside of a barn that was converted into a place of worship. Yeah. And as they began to worship God, more miracles started happening to the point that it's noted that hospitals um, would bring the sick to the Azusa Street revival because they knew they could be healed here. Um, They also had reports of how the fire department would come out because the fire department was trying to figure out how to put the flames out that they were seeing on the top of the building. So people were reporting, driving by, coming by and say, oh my God, the building's on fire. But it wasn't naturally on fire. They were seeing supernatural manifestation of Holy Spirit and what he was doing. It was manifesting right here on top of the building. They couldn't put the fire out. That was, that was on top of the building.
1: Yeah, and these people were not coming like and sitting in comfort. No. They were sitting on wood planks that they had made into benches. And I mean, as we can imagine, this is in the middle yeah. of Jim Crow. Yeah, And the media had a field day. Yeah. The media had an absolute field day. The Los Angeles Times reported weirdos, kooks, Babbling uh, 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 all kind of crazy things that they were saying about this group of people who were here, written reports of how much of a hoax it was, yeah. but it didn't stop, it didn't. it didn't stop. And as people came from all over the world, yeah. this thing was swelling.
0: Yeah, isn't it funny because even today, folks that believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, being filled with the spirit, with the evidence of tongues, we are still called all kinds of names yeah yeah. <laughs> the facts are like we're considered weirdos um even though it's biblical it's in the bible you are
1: reading the same bible that <laughs> says these are not drunk as you suppose right 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 but they're still being labeled as drunk yeah. and babblers and crazy people yeah. And so it just goes to show you, though, how we can um, be reading the same Bible and have different revelations based on how closed off we are. And still today, people are closing themselves off from miracles, from the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, because it's different because it looks um, like something you never seen before yeah. because it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Think about how uncomfortable these people were. Yeah. They're worshiping with others that don't look like yeah. them. There are reports coming that come against what they're doing. They're going against their families. Yeah. They're going against tradition, but it was all by belief yeah. of the Holy Spirit. This is revival.
0: It's revival. here's the thing about it. Right on the sign, it literally says that this is the create the cradle. Of the worldwide pentecostal movement like it was here this spot where it was all birthed from but even though people were coming by the droves to this spot what i love about william seymour was his humility yes it's a little strange but william seymour would (laughs) preach with his head in a box yeah he put his head in a box when he would preach and the whole idea was that he didn't want to be seen He didn't want it to be about him, but he wanted the focus to be on Jesus. Isn't this so important for us still today, like to make sure we need to preach our heads in boxes. Won't be doing that. Uh, I work too hard on these edges. But it's important that we make sure that people experience Jesus more than they do individuals, right? And I think that that helps to catapult revival forward to new spaces
1: and humility gave them access yeah one of the things that people are always kind of asking us about um is what do we think happened with these different revival movements um not you know and not just this one but different revival movements like what happened and when you begin to put your face wow Um, in a place where God's face should be, in a place where Holy Spirit's face should be, and you make yourself the forefront of it, it doesn't have the longevity to last. We're talking about thousands of years of prophecy being manifested. And when you try to take on the weight of that, then your pride, you can't even stand under the weight of what God is doing. So all we can do is get out of the way and let him move. And that's exactly what happened here in this place, in this historic Azusa Street revival. And I love that without a flyer, without some big old marketing campaign, like they would host services almost around the clock. And people came because they were hungry. No pressure except for to push themselves into the presence of the Lord.
0: And what's amazing about it is that they didn't just worship, Listen, listen, they, they worshiped without music. So many of the people who were attending the services said, hey, there were no choir, there was no instruments. Mm-hmm. It was just them praising the Lord. Now today, lots of people like they choose their church by how amazing the worship is or their <laughs> worship is not.
1: Yeah, and people go broke trying to pay a, uh, trying to pay a musician listen. to
0: conjure up something. Uh, I mean, conjure. <laughs> and, but, but these folks were just worshiping the Lord because they desired him, they loved him and at time listening.
1: I mean, we don't need no music. And the revival did not stop there. Southern California has such a rich history And um, we have now moved over to a different movement, same Mm. Holy Spirit movement. um, But a woman, powerful woman, evangelist, author, pastor, amazing woman of God, Amy Simple McPherson.
0: Yeah, it's amazing that in 1923, after being in Canada for some time, Amy made her way here to Southern California to find where we're standing right now, Angelus Temple. Yeah. And she started gathering here. Um, they started designing the building in 1921 and built it in 1923, dedicated. A matter of fact, January uh, of 1923, dedicated the building to the Lord and <laughs> it blew up. Yeah. Literally, thousands of people. We're gathering together in one place again, seeking God, worshiping God, honoring him. People were getting healed. People were getting set free. The testimonies were rolling in about what God was doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the interesting things about her, even though there were all of these elements of like healing, But there also was this new element that she introduced. She was extremely creative. And so we see props and sets and things like that. She actually was accused of her church looking more like a Hollywood set than an actual church. But the results, were record number of souls coming into the kingdom. And so she pastored her church here, but she also did evangelistic tours and the souls just came in by the thousands and the leading of the Holy Spirit. She literally used the paradigm, the guidance of Holy Spirit and what he gave to her to do something that she had never seen done before. And it was in line with what he wanted to do in the earth.
0: Yeah, and listen, she was doing this when women weren't doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And so like today, today, like the fight that you have to fight sometimes as a, female that's a woman that's out here doing ministry, changing lives, and how people still today have issues with women in ministry.
1: Yeah. And so here we are literally a hundred, a hundred years later, Wow. talking about a woman who has been pioneering in this area. And it really has nothing to do with gender. It really has nothing to do with being a man or being a woman. God will use who is willing to be led by Holy Spirit. When I think about Pentecost um, and just being a Pentecostal, people have so many ideas of what that looks like. And it's almost like people want to throw it away as part of old school or part of an old movement of what God was doing. No, Pentecost, that's what God is doing. That's what he's desiring to do in the earth right now because it represents more than what we have attributed to a certain sound or dress or look or anything like that this woman grab the hold yeah. of really what that incubation period yeah. between Easter and Pentecost yeah. really uh, embodied in that value of that push yeah. I'm not gonna leave you but the comforter is here yeah
0: and then she impacted culture yeah so it was it was well known that major celebrities would come and attend her services yeah and so she was not just influencing uh, the master. she was influencing the influencers. Yeah. And she caught a lot of stuff for it. She caught a lot of flack <laughs> because people, it's kind of like Jesus who sat at the table, right? With those that other people would not expect for him to sit at the table with. She did this and was transforming their lives and seeing so much things changed around her. As she encourages uh, me today, is that no matter what the conversation is, yeah. just keep doing what yeah. God told you to do. And that it's possible to flow in the supernatural power of God, to embrace the power of Pentecost and still, still be relevant, still be creative, and still cause for change to happen literally around the world.
1: Yeah, and this doesn't have to be something that we just document. We yeah. can live revival yeah. if we listen uh-huh. to the leading, yes. if we are willing to be different, if we're willing to be the same, if we're just willing to do whatever it is that he wants to do in the earth, the history of Mm -hmm. revival continues to be written from the men and women of God who will yield themselves to what God wants to do.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And so the amazing thing about her commitment was she actually lived on campus. And so this is her home, still here, still being preserved as just a marker of the impact that she made on the earth. By the time we got to the late 1920s, they say she was literally preaching like 20 times a week. A
0: week, she was preaching 20 times a week. LA Times, New York Times, and other major publications we're talking about Amy Simple McPherson. Yeah. So she was taking the mountain of media in an amazing way and transforming so many lives. And I think that's today even the case that when we really follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, we we really infiltrate those spaces yeah. and allow for the message to hit people that it might not ordinarily hit.
1: Yeah. Revival. Well, I wish that you might know the joy of it—the preaching the gospel seeing the thousands wending their way down the altars to kneel at the feet of Jesus, the crucified. And now, after all of these years, there's come to crown our labors beautiful Angela's Temple, this magnificent building, the largest seating capacity church in the American continent, where we have 16,000 members, a Sunday school of 4,500 children, 800 branch churches, and the work spreading. So, our last stop on the SoCal Revival Tour yeah. is here at the Shrine Auditorium. And this is where um, an awesome woman of God used to fill this place to 7,000 people only under the auspices of meeting Holy Spirit, Catherine Kuhlman.
0: Yeah, Catherine Kuhlman is undeniably probably one of my most favorite figures in revival history. Mm. And I think it's because of her powerful relationship with Holy Spirit. The power of God's honor. Stomp down in the foot, stop. Is there no pain there at all? No. You mean
1: none? Walk across there. Just walk across there. Give her a great big body. Come on. Come on.
0: Come on. Is there no pain, honey? Stomp down again. Just stomp down again as hard as you can. Where are you from? Tucson, Arizona. From Tucson? Yes. Dear Jesus, right now the power of the Holy Ghost has just gone through this body. We give you the praise. Tommy, help me that's power. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't
1: understand it. I only know
0: that I have nothing to do with it. She understood something, and I, and I think I learned it from her sitting in uh, the library of Oral Roberts University watching videos and videos and videos of her. But she would always say that Holy Spirit is a person, and she went bigger than that. She said, Holy Spirit, he's my best friend. Yeah. And um, and so in her worship experiences, they weren't really loud. There wasn't a a lot going on inside of the worship experiences. It was actually in the quietness of his presence that miracles begin to take place. And the truth is this about Catherine. She did not uh, acclaim to have any gifts of the spirit. That's what she said. She said, "I I I don't say that I have any particular gift of the spirit. She said, I don't acclaim any particular spiritual office. She said, "All I really acclaim to is learning the power of building a relationship with Holy Spirit." She would always say, "Don't grieve Him, don't grieve Him." Great, big, big personality, yet it was it was actually shown in a very meek and mild way. Yeah, um, that would just literally fill up the place.
1: And people talk about all of the miracles um, that they experienced by either watching her or coming to attend one of her uh, one of her services. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that out of all this conversation, all the healings, everything like that, she was very intentional and she always wanted to point people back to Jesus. She did not believe her own hype. So even herself, like she made sure, and she said that the biggest miracle is the transformation of a life. And so not getting all tied up and woo, it's all a thousand miracles this week. Woo! We saw whatever it was. She wanted people to go back to Jesus and not be even distracted by what was happening in His presence and miss Him. Yeah. And not be in awe of the movement that we saw out here and miss Him.
0: Yeah, yeah. She said this and, and, and it blessed me. She said, people talk about the movement of Holy Spirit. They talk about how that may not be real, that this is not real. She said, but the majority of these people, she is very matter-of-fact type of lady, have read no scriptures. (laughs) She said, have no relationship (laughs) with God, but yet have all of
1: these
0: (laughs) these opinions about the supernatural, and have all of these opinions about how God moves and what He does. My life, personally, has been transformed by this woman's ministry, her life, and studying how God has used her, because it shows me the the power of it. Let me tell you why. Because of the power of media, yeah. Media, yeah. she was one of those. Also, she had a television show, right, that was on TV for years talking about the miraculous. And this was,
1: yeah, on. and it literally just called I Believe in Miracles, right?
0: And this <laughs> wasn't on a Christian network, this was on television, television, yeah. And yeah. she was changing people's lives.
1: And it's amazing to me today that uh, in night what 1933 through 1976 43 years of powerful ministry i believe in miracles and all of these other things and still here today in 2020 we are still Still having conversations yeah. with people about miracles and what God wants to do with it yeah. and trying to bring them into the revelation knowledge of stuff that we've seen be effective for hundreds wow. of years. Yeah. So it's 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 amazing to me, but then it also makes me think yeah. about um, why revival ever stops. People are why revival stops. Yeah. And if we would get out of the way, then we would live in continuous waves and cycles of revivals that go on and on and on and our children don't have to research history or watch a documentary to learn about revivals they don't have to read it in a book to learn about revivals they can go to their local church on any given corner on any given in any given establishment and live revival why because we've seen them do it yeah
0: revival is now and revival God wants to make it the norm. Where the term is not even such a term because we just live the kingdom culture. We just live out the culture of the kingdom and the expression of heaven on earth on a regular daily basis that invades every single space that we go into. That would happen at Pentecost, what happened on the day of Pentecost was something powerful that went throughout the world. We're just talking about what happened in Southern California. We're just sharing little pieces of it. There was much more that happened. these amazing things happen from Bonnie Bray House where, a matter of fact, her podium, yes her podium, Catherine's podium that she used to use that she here, used here yep. at the Shrine Auditorium is stored in Bonnie Bray House just yeah. as a marker of revival history. Yeah. My God, so this thing has me so stirred today about what God wants to do, not just through those that we talked about, but through our lives, um, and for the lives of those that are watching that.
1: Yeah, because these people embodied Im- it. When I think about her, like they even started to make certain walkways um, for her to uh, to get to locations yeah. because she could not walk through um, uh, certain airport terminals yeah. without people falling under the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because, you know, the Holy Spirit that we have now, we turn them on at 11 o'clock right, right. and when service is done, 1.30 right. and he's right. gone by the time we get to the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. But there's a relationship with Holy Spirit that will cause you, even when you're not tapping into yeah. it, to walk with that power. Yeah and it seeps out into every arena, every person, every sphere, every atmosphere that you go into. Why? Because you now have taken this on and you become more in tune with the supernatural than you are with the natural. And yeah, maybe they don't make your own airport terminal, but you can't stop talking about it. You can't stop breathing it. You can't stop operating in it because this is revival.
0: I believe without a shadow of a doubt that we're going to experience something very, very strong in Southern California yeah. again. Yep. And it's not, just going to be the same thing, but I believe that it's new wealth and revival opening with old wealth and revival. And there's going to be a powerful movement, man, that's going to hit this. I think we're going to see it in 2020s that we're going to experience something like what we've never seen before in Southern California. And God's going to use the people people would never thought that they would use and he'll use people names that you don't know yeah names that you never heard of he's going to release his power upon them and he's going to release them into the world to bring societal
1: change and he's looking for the humble to carry the weight of the revival to move it forward and i am excited i'm excited about what god is going to do this pentecost will be different. This Pentecost won't be one day and a good meal after our worship experiences. Half of us can't go to the building anyway, but this Pentecost is going to make us look inward and upgrade our relationship.